I am the J-Strom. I'm here with the first episode ever of Video Game Landfill, or VGL, if you want to hip it up. And I'm here to talk about video games with my buddy, Jimmy. Jimmy Good. How's it going, Jimmy? It's going just fine. Thank you so much for having me here on the maiden voyage of Viggle. Um, it's really <laughs> nice to be here. <laughs> yes, Viggle. That's another uh, name to call uh-huh. it. You and I often talk about video games, do we not? We do. Yes, we do very often. We just don't record it. Yeah, so why not hit record and then talk about the video games? And ah, brilliant. maybe someone will want to listen to it, you know? Yeah, that's the hope. I've had this idea for a while, and I actually listen to a lot of uh, podcasts or video game-centric podcasts. And I know certain things that I do like about them and certain things where I roll my eyes like, oh, really? Is this what we're talking about? Uh, one thing that I'm not interested in that a lot of people are is when they talk about sales. Like uh, this this month, uh, the sales on so-and-so, I don't really care about that at all. I like, you know, it's nice for a video game to do well and have an audience. But I'd rather talk about what we're enjoying playing and things we're excited about for the future. Right? Totally. Right now, our console of choice, I would say, is Xbox. I do not have a PS5. Yeah, I think uh, there are only eight in circulation right now. No, I'm just kidding. That joke is <laughs> away. Now. People, like, they finally caught up and people can actually buy them now. Something like that, I think. Yeah. And then the there was the thing where if it's turned vertical, it might melt or something, the PS5. And yeah. then What's that turned that? out to not particularly be true or it was an exaggeration okay, actually okay good good i don't want people's like they get home to like their whole entertainment system and it's just covered in like a white goop and you're like well, oh no when when i first read it i my uh buddy will he'd recently bought a ps5 and i said hey is it vertical or horizontal and he said vertical and i go well i just read this article this scary article i think you should turn it sideways and he was like, it won't fit in my entertainment center that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like, massive. I'm going to have to buy a whole new entertainment center. In I their defense, bad. I bought a whole bunch of ping pong balls to put on top of my Xbox Series X to have it float over. I know. Um, and the, it didn't work. Didn't yeah, work remember that? People are like, uh, you know, the fan will blow it and it'll hover in the air. That's so cool. It didn't work. It was a hoax. Yeah. And then the there hopes. was the vape smoke through the back where it looked like it was on fire. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> oh, I didn't see that one. No, oh, I just God, jokingly tried great. to pour milk into it when I did like an unboxing video. I was like, this is the fridge, right? This is the Xbox fridge. I could just put milk in here. I could pour milk in here. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I love that video where you reviewed it. It was funny. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. I remember you or it was an unboxing and you kind of were rubbing your hand on it and your sister was like, stop that. That's weird. And I just remember that. <laughs> yep. That sounds like something I had to do. <laughs> I remember that. That was hilarious. But, mm-hmm. Jimmy, we've had the Xbox Series X for years now. Yeah. And it- we've barely gotten any first-party games to play on it. They're coming. They're coming down the pipeline. We've been extremely patient, have we not? Very patient. Very patient. But a game that we're very excited for is uh, Starfield by Bethesda. And let me ask you something. Did you play Skyrim? I did play a bit of Skyrim back in college, yes. But I will be honest with you. I've got a bone to pick with Skyrim. Okay. I'm like the only person who seems to. I don't know. A lot of people love Skyrim, and I get it. But the whole, like, go off in any direction and do whatever you want. No. Can't do that. 
because then you hear the music and then the dragons come for you. And when you're super weak, like I was, I couldn't just go off and just explore. Like the dragons come, they would destroy me. So I tried to lure the dragon to fight like this snow giant in a mountain. They would fight each other and I'd get all the experience or something. I don't know. Anyway, uh, to, to answer your question in a short way though, yes, I, I have played a little bit of Skyrim. <laughs> what about the Fallout games? Okay, so I played a good chunk of Fallout 3 with a friend. I bought it with a friend way back in the day. I don't think I ever beat it. I liked it. Uh, I tried a little bit of 4, and that's about it. I played a little bit of Fallout 3 on my computer, of all things, on a PC? What? What? Oh my gosh. PC Master Race. <laughs> yeah, and believe me, my computer was not uh, masterful in any way. <laughs> The fan would come on because uh, <laughs> it just couldn't handle the graphics of the Fallout 3. So that, yeah, right. that gives you an idea of how powerful it was. Um, so I haven't played a lot of Bethesda games, but I am excited about Starfield because I've always wanted a space exploration game where I have my own ship and, you know, it's all about you know, you can redesign it or something and add things to it. And I want to fly on space missions and go to space brothels. Oh, all right. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Of course. I mean, cantinas is what I meant to say. Oh, cantinas. Of course. Yes. 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 Uh, so this game looks like you can do that kind of stuff. And uh, we're waiting patiently for it to come out. And recently, uh, Xbox finally announced that there will be a developer direct next week. It is now January 19th and next week, Wednesday on the 25th, but Starfield won't be there though. <laughs> yep. They're going to talk about the games Forza Motorsport, Redfall, Minecraft Legends, and something about Elder Scrolls Online, which I've never played. And a Starfield presentation will come later, which I'm hope hoping means like February, not that far in the future. Yeah. My whole point here is we've been waiting for an awesome kind of first party game to play on our consoles that, uh, I mean, that's not to say we haven't had anything to play. We have. There's been lots of great third-party games and lots of cool Game Pass games to try. Am I right? Probably, For instance, yes, like, I would say most of last year was filled with me playing uh, Elden Ring. 100% completed it, by the way. Well done, well done. And also other assorted uh, Game Pass games that came to the service. And even, like, most recently, I started playing Gotham Knights. You told me that you finished Gotham Knights, right? Finished the whole thing? Well, I've like gotten to the end game and I was like grinding out end game stuff. So we're getting to that point where we might need more people to play because like the bosses are kind of nuts. So ah. yeah, that kind of thing. Dude, so, how do you yes. feel about the story campaign? I thought it was decent. The thing is, unfortunately, uh, the, hmm, I like Arkham Origins and this is the same team that did Arkham Origins. And I think that game is pretty good. Problem here is that you have to like, you have to take the idea of Batman and split it up among four other characters so they don't all have, like, the the suite of abilities that Batman has. Right. So that right there makes most of the missions much more basic because you can't be like, oh, only Red Hood could do this 
or oh, only Nightwing could do this, you know, type of thing. So it's fine. It just seems like it could have used maybe a little more time to cook and to add some stuff. But I had a good time with it. It was pretty fun. Uh, I played it with my buddy Joe, and it was like I've always wanted to play games like this with a, with a friend. And a lot like Ghost Recon, there was a lot of like, uh, all right, we're going to do this quietly, and then got loud really quickly. That's all <laughs> I'm going to say. <laughs> Did it remind you at all of the Avengers game where it's a games as a service kind of superhero game. Didn't feel as like grindy or like go out on do this one little tiny mission and then come back as Avengers did. So in that way, while it is probably considered games as a service, it didn't feel like that as much, which I appreciated. I like the combat in Avengers. I really do. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of like go out and do a mission that's like, I don't know, three or four minutes long, and then you come back and you're like, cool, now go back out and do another one. It just, it felt like more mechanical versus more natural, if that makes sense. Right. My problem with Avengers is when I started to feel like, oh my God, we've been in this corridor so many times. <laughs> yep, I can see it, the Hive Corridor. I felt the same way about the first Destiny, where like... Mm. How many times am I coming to the moon to get this helium? You know, it's just helium like... Helium filament. Yeah, it's like this has become a job where I have to come yeah. out here. We got to get these things done this week. Uh, it's like, I don't want to do that. I, I want to experience an awesome story and have fun playing with friends, but I don't want it to become rinse, repeat over and over again type of thing. Totally, totally. And what I like about Gotham Knights so far that I've been playing is that at least you can travel around Gotham City and see different things, you know. Oh, very much so. There are a few cool things to look at. I think I thought it was interesting, and I don't know if you felt this way too, the bat cycles that you have in place of the Batmobile, they're okay. They don't feel as fast as I feel like they should be. Yeah. Crazy? Okay. No, it's no, like no, no boost or anything. You're, I, sometimes I feel like I, it's fun weaving in and out of traffic, but they don't seem that fast. But I do like being able to leap off of it when I, I can. I think that's I like fun. just driving over other cars that get in my way. I just go, I even drove over my buddy a few times. I was like, watch out. Uh, I just like, <laughs> I wheelied and I just went over to the top of him. I was like, oh, that's pretty fun. How many times yeah. have you failed the bomb challenges where you need to stealth up and free the people before they explode? Uh, we had like two or three misses with those, um, ones. And, uh, yeah, that was frustrating. The one that actually really got me was the, like, deliver an organ to an ambulance that was far away, and if oh. the guys see you, the timer starts. The reason that got annoying to me is that a buddy would stay back and always fight, and I would go deliver it, but he would pick up all the materials from all the guys he downed in, like, the late game missions. So he get all the materials, and by the time I got back, there was, like, nobody there. So I kept <laughs> trying to explain to him why that was a frustrating thing for me because I'm like, I'm the guy doing like the, the stupid grunt work while you get to have all the fun fighting. And it was like, there's just no point. Um, but yeah, uh, some of those missions, I was like, man, we've done this like 80 times. Yeah. I haven't done one of those organ delivery missions yet. That's fun. Oh, I have really? those to look yeah. forward to, I guess. Oh yeah. Well, if you ever want to team up, man, I, I would know how to do it. I'd be like, all right, here's how we're going to do it. Here, I'm going to fight these bad guys. You go deliver this heart. <laughs> exactly. You're um, saving yeah, lives. Which... Don't you understand? This is the important part. Oh, okay. I'll do it. 
<laughs> it, they do an, a, add a wrinkle later on, though. It's like uh, late with like the hard, like the very hard versions of those missions that like they've got goons who are all around the ambulance. So even when you get there, you have to like take them out within the time limit. Oh, and I was wow. playing as Robin. So what I do is I get there with the bat cycle and I would jump off of it and I would like stealth in the air. I drop down because he can like he can take out any size person with a stealth takedown. So I quietly go around and take them all out quickly and then I deliver it. And I was like, OK, with Robin, uh, I really liked Robin in that game. I thought he was a lot of fun. I was like, this is a cool character. I really enjoy him. That is cool. I do like the the hub and the hideout and you're hanging out with the other guys and Alfred mm. And, you know, they have dialogue where they'll talk and stuff. I think that's fun. Okay, have you looked at the emails you get? <laughs> yes, yes. They're, it's insane the amount of emails. And, like, I don't know how many people they paid to do this. Because, like, you know, good on them. That's work for some people. But, like, I looked at it. There's so many emails from, like, all these characters who are not even in the game. And they're just, like, pages upon pages upon pages on pages of, like... Your email, like, like it felt like it was my homework to like go and like look through it, which I didn't <laughs> yeah. really do because I was like, no, 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 I can't. I'm like, this is all, this, it doesn't even matter. It's just like for more context and lore. But besides that, I was like, oh my gosh, there is so much information there. And in like glossary or the index for this game, there's so much stuff in there. It's like, whoa. Yeah. Whoa, what's guys. funny, uh, for me when I, sometimes when I play a video game, like, I literally say, okay, I have an hour that I can play this. Yeah. And when it comes to something like emails, I have to be like, okay, how much, how many minutes is this going to take for me to go through this? Or I could just be right. playing the game. And sometimes I have yeah. to go, I can't read this right now. You know what I mean? I know it's probably not historically the very first one, but I always enjoyed that in Bioshock, the trend started where it was like, you pick up like, one of those audio recordings and it would just play over while you played the game yeah. versus you sitting there and reading a thing because like that takes you way out of the game. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I like that better. Yeah. The worst part is a game that hasn't been optimized great and it plays the audio file and then you run into another character and they're talking to you while the audio file is playing. <laughs> and it's like, I can't understand any of the sound that's happening right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's so funny. Uh, Speaking of Xbox Series X being kind of our, our console choice right now, one thing that did make me kind of sad is that it, I think it's still locked. This is not a Gotham Knights podcast, but it's kind of becoming one, uh, like locked at 30 frames per second, I think, at least on console. Yeah. I know on PC, it can go up to 60. And I was like, ah, oh, like it, it's only something I notice now because all of my other games are 60. Yeah. It's ridiculous. You know? Like, oh man. That, that's a problem it. with this gen so far is third party titles that aren't optimized. Yeah. I can understand maybe it has to do with time. They don't have the resources or whatever, but that game should be running at 60 on the Series X. It's really ridiculous. I mean, even like a game like, uh, Cyberpunk when that came out or what's the parkour zombie game called where you're going Dying to Dying Light. Dying Light 2, that wasn't optimized, but since then they are now where they run at a higher frame rate. And even like on the Series S, you can play it at 60 FPS with both of those games. Uh, so I was hoping by now, how long has Gotham Knights been out? It should be running at 60 by now. You would think they could put out a patch and it should, but it, it's not yet. And it's kind of driving me crazy. Yeah, which is interesting because they added like, 
some late game stuff that wasn't there originally, I guess, to the game that was there when I picked it up. Right. So like this end game boss stuff that wasn't there initially, I was like, oh, that would be something you could release alongside one of those things where it's like, and this like dungeon crawl, like 30 level four person raid. I was like, that plus 60 frames would be really nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's got to, sh- it's got to show up eventually or that's a major fail, isn't it? I hope so. And also if they're planning on kind of like making this some sort of mini franchise, it would just be nice to have that kind of a stronger base going forward. Cause this is the type of game that I thought at first, you know, bringing up Avengers that they were going to be like, all right, we're going to have these four characters and then we're going to add a fifth character and a sixth character, you know, like stuff like that. Where it's yeah. like, now you can play as Deathstroke, you know, or something. Like, he's not part of the Bat family, but it'd be kind of fun. Like, you know, stuff like that. I was like, oh, please. You want to know something scary is uh the CW is doing a Gotham Knights TV show, but it has nothing to do with the same with the game property. It's just yes. a show called Gotham Knights with like some teen actors. Yeah, I know they're filming down in Georgia, I think. Oh, um, well, that's where I would think when you, I think Gotham City. Yeah, <laughs> Georgia. Yeah. Uh, Gotham Knights, man. Yeah, I'm curious to see who is all in that as far as. Like, I'm surprised characters. it's not filming in Vancouver. That's usually where all the CW. Yeah, that's from. true. Which, uh, kudos to them, because I remember thinking, like, the difference between Star City and, um, uh, is a central city, wherever Barry Allen's from. Like, they do a good job of, like, it's the same city of Vancouver, yet they shoot it in a way that, like, you're like, oh, those are different, you know, but they're the right. same, they're the same place. <laughs> What's funny is I was hoping it would be a Titans type show where they'd wear costumes mm. and stuff, but from what I saw from the trailer, they just look like they're wearing regular clothes, don't they? Oh, I didn't see the trailer yet. I'm sorry. I, I watched want, it without like sound, so I, I might not have given it the attention. <laughs> okay, so I watched it without sound. I was in the other room while it was on. Uh, I don't think they were in costumes. That's I don't a know. CW I watched the show. I couldn't get that excited about it. You know? Wow. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Good stuff. Okay, Jimmy. Stuff. So the Xbox Direct that's coming next week, they're talking about Redfall. And I don't know if you saw, but last week there was an article about Redfall. It's a multiplayer game where you fight vampires and stuff. And a lot of people were like, this game looks like Left 4 Dead. I'm going to dismiss it outright. But they're like, no, it's not like Left 4 Dead. It's it's more like Borderlands slash Far Cry type open world game where you're fighting vampires. But you could actually play this single player if you wanted to. Yes. That I thought was really cool because I've also uh, read that when you join a player, like if I join your game, I'm experiencing the game with you, but I'm not getting uh, the leveling up that you are. Have you read that also? Yeah, there was something I thought about, like also with like story progression, Mm -hmm. where it was like if I moved forward in the story, it wouldn't move your story forward, which is like kind of good, kind of bad, maybe. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. There has to be incentive. Like, there has to be loot and stuff for you to play in my world, right? Right. Because I'm thinking, like, okay, this means I'm going to play through the story campaign alone, and then after that, okay, let's play the game together. You know what I mean? Yeah. By the way, you and I played Back for Blood, which was by the makers of Left for Dead, and that was kind of a letdown, right? Yeah, we didn't finish it. We got to that level where there's, like 
all of them are crawling over like this like caged in fenced area mm-hmm. and like we just couldn't get to the door and it was just like we're done it was but like, we're w- done. you and i both were acknowledging like are we having fun like not, yeah it not wasn't really. um didn't feel like old left for dead that's for sure and that made me sad because there was a lot of like it would spawn three of the same special at the same time and it was yeah. like uh okay there were mechanics like, that were missing that were in left for dead from a long yeah. time ago that it was a shame that this didn't have the kind of hectic kind of aesthetic you know the it's just go everything was going crazy and going wrong at the same time but we're laughing we're having a good time it wasn't like that at all it was yeah, go back to Evolve, Turtle Rock. Back to Evolve, all right? Let's get Evolve back on the table, right. please. That'd be great. It's my dream. Now, Redfall, are you excited about it? I am interested in Redfall. Intrigued. I don't know if I'm excited. I The thing is, like, it, this is going to sound, like, so cynical, uh, and it's not meant to be. The older I've gotten, like, <laughs> and they show a lot of gameplay for this, which I appreciate, the less and less I get excited about, like, cinematic trailers and stuff mm-hmm. so when i would see a thing instead of my mind racing with the possibility there's like the new rational like more wizened version of myself that's like all right how many times will they delay it what's the game actually gonna look like you know what type of game is it but because there is that multiplayer aspect of it and it's pve that is interesting to me and if it's a lot more like far cry i had a lot of fun in far cry 5 with the guy i was playing gotham knights with joe and with that and Gotham Knights, basically what we did is we just kind of picked and we we're like, all right, we're just going to like, it's going to be my story. You're going to play in my game and you're just going to progress in the story because he couldn't play as much. So right. it wasn't as much of a problem. Like he didn't need to go back and play like through his story missions. But uh if it's more like Far Cry, that to me is a really good sign because it kind of says, yeah, we're not going to force you into this multiplayer situation. It's there if you want it. We're not going to have any enemy types that like pin you to the ground and you can't move like Left 4 Dead. Like Left 4 Dead, you yeah. can't play alone. Like you're literally screwed if there. that happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and even the bots sometimes like just watch you as you're pinned on the ground. You're like, hey, can you do anything? So that's why I think that's a it's a good sign. Uh, the Far Cry comparison is a much more flattering comparison, I think, for this type of game. For Left yeah. 4 Dead, I like the idea that I read that you're different abilities can complement each other and create kind of a buff. That's pretty cool. So there's yeah. a benefit to playing multiplayer, but it's not necessary. And I've played games alone, like destiny. You can play that with friends. And I played the majority of that alone and it did become lonely after a while because there are certain mm. things that you do in the game that you need help with. And if I didn't yeah. have that, I was just like, Oh, it's not fun. Oh. Yeah. Right. I'm hoping that you and I can get together in Redfall and have a blast. And hopefully we will have already experienced to the story to the point where this happens all the time when you're in a story-based game that's multiplayer. No one's paying attention to the cutscene because we're just talking yeah. the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was a problem back in Monster Hunter World when you'd like help your friends get through like new hunts. And mm-hmm. you had to sit and watch the same cinematic and you couldn't skip it. And like, <laughs> it'd be like, all right, we are, we, we know what the bear off looks like. And I'm like, my friend doesn't care what the bear off cutscene looks like. So let's, let's just go. Can we just go? I think that, uh, there's potential here. I'm interested in it. And this is a day one game pass game, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. That's, see, that helps a lot. Helps it's a lot. It's made by and- Arcane to Deathloop. I don't know if you ever played Deathloop. 
It didn't, but I think this is the team that worked more heavily on like Dishonored, if I'm yeah, not yes. mistaken. Okay. Uh, which is good because I also, I like the first Dishonored a lot. Uh, but it's one of those things that I always like having the ability to add other people into a game because then I feel like it's so, social gaming to me is like two birds with one stone. It's mm-hmm. the most fun. Like any game can be fun with your friends. Like any game. Yeah, that so is true. If they, if they have that in mind at the onset, like to me, that's exciting and it makes me more interested and apt to maybe keeping my you know, Game Pass Ultimate thing longer than I normally would have, if that makes any sense. Right. I would rather have Game Pass now than have Games with Gold just to play with friends, because Games with Gold is worthless, right? Uh, yeah, they put out some really weird titles with that, which is strange because, like, PlayStation still occasionally puts out, like, a really good game for free. Yeah. I don't know what it is if they're just like, we just told people we'd do it and we're going to stay committed to it, even if it's games they don't really care about. It seems strange. It seems strange, but, you know. Not to get off on a tangent, but every month when Games with Gold said, here's the games you can get, I'm like, what are these? Yeah. <laughs> no right. one For has heard was... of these games. It used to be cool. It used to be cool back in the day. You'd be like, oh, man, like there's actually like one out of the four games, be like one or maybe two good yeah, games. And I then think after a while, you're like, what? I remember the the Tomb Raider reboot one month that was free. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. And then Watch Dogs was a free game. And I was uh, like, Oh, that's yeah, cool. That's a good one. And I I'll never forget way back in the day, the Xbox one era. Uh, that's how I played, uh, Assassin's Creed black flag. Cause it was free that oh. month with games of gold. And Dude, black flag, man. What a game. Now that was a good pickup, but these days it's some game you've never heard of. Yeah, it's like four games you've never heard of, and you're yeah, like, uh, get these what? four games you've never heard of right now. It's like, no, I need the hard drive space. I'm not getting. I'm not downloading those. Just say Phil Spencer is busy with other stuff because, like, he's not. He's like, I'm not gonna worry about this. I'm, I've got other things. Because, like, if he were worried about that, those games would be, I think, bigger deal, right? It'd be like, they, okay, at least one need, of them would be. They need to drop games with gold. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Just have it be. Yeah, game I think they're committed to it. Yeah. Maybe Game Pass. Maybe there's something in there that said like they were going to do it for a set amount of time. And maybe mm-hmm. that's why they're still doing it. I have no idea. Now, let me ask you this. Redfall, which we yeah. will see more of next Wednesday, they're going to announce a release date, most likely. Yes. Mm-hmm. When do you think Redfall should be released? All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you sitting down? I'm sitting. <laughs> It's coming out May 2nd, 2023. May 2nd. Yes. Interesting. Now tell me yes. why you think it's coming out May 2nd. All right. There's a few different reasons. I did a little digging. Did a little digging on this one um, because I like to come in and with a loaded loaded gun. You know what I mean? Um, but I, I looked into it. Apparently there are some leaks and some rumors that suggest it's going to be in May sometime. I thought was that this seems like kind of a game that you could drop right before the summer, mm-hmm. the doldrums of the summer, drop earlier on and hit that release window right for everyone's out and playing in the sunshine. So, so we'll still be my, playing this when E3 comes around, maybe? or I think so. I Potentially, maybe. The question, like, is the the thing. People have gotten so good at video games. Oh, yeah. Like, They're done in a week. It's done in a week. Like, people who play Elden Ring, they're like, these are the people who beat it in, like, three days, and they'll, they'll, like, play it again, but they're like, yeah, I already beat it. 
Right. Uh, so I don't know if people are still going to be playing it then. I think it comes to Game Pass in early May, um, and it will be something that people are still picking up. And who knows? Maybe in E3 they'll talk about some sort of cool like Halloween expansion for the game because it seems right for that nice. sort of thing. Yeah. What's interesting is I'm looking at game releases. Okay, April 28th, Dead Island 2 comes out. Ooh. We don't know if that's going to be good, by the way, but uh, we may be done with it. Say we both got that day one. We could be done with it by the time May yeah. rolls around a few days later, <laughs> a week yeah, later. But I mean, Redfall is going to be on Game Pass, so we're going to download it day one, you know. Yeah, try it out. Give it a little whirl. Mm-hmm. And then May 26th, Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League comes out, and we'll definitely be done with it by then. Most likely, I, if you're planning on playing like, that. I, I'm interested. Uh, I want to know a little bit more. I was talking about this recently. I think that after Gotham Knights, that game specifically has to really have some sort of long-term deep customization. And if it is a games as a service, which they said it is, yeah. and that game feels like it's going to definitely have future characters and events and things where it's like, oh yeah, and here's the fifth character and here's the sixth. Yeah. So that means Deathstroke it. is still in the cards, baby. I don't have it all spelled out for me, but the games as a service really bummed me out on that. I was hoping it would be like, it's got a cool storyline, which the trailer's kind of telling us, like, this has got a cool story that we're going to have to play through and kill each Justice League member as the story goes on. But now it's a games as a service, so there's going to be some hub map that we go to a console and we pick missions to go on. It started to bum me out and think of Avengers. <laughs> you gotta, you're going to have to fight uh, Red Kryptonite Superman for like a late game boss. It'll be like, it'll be or end game boss type of thing. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You got to go back and fight him again. But now he's super duper powerful. And you're like, why hasn't he oh, killed yeah. us immediately? He's Superman. Like <laughs> It's going to be like Taskmaster, how many times we fight him. <laughs> Dude, just just wailing on him. Man, I, like, I get where like bosses should be difficult but i'm just like there's something about in in borderlands or avengers or something where you're just hammering away on a health pool that seems like the highest health pool ever yeah it just hurts you cuz like it detracts from the the feeling that you are one of these super powered individuals for me anyway it will be cool if they figured out a way to defeat like Okay, here's how you fight Superman. Like, one of you has to be King Shark, and you need to do this. The other one, Captain Boomerang, if you hit this thing. Like, the way you can, like, use your abilities to work in tandem to take down, like, somebody. That would be fun. Instead of us all just punching him at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine, like, Harley Quinn with a baseball bat just beating Superman to death? Like, (laughs) like, what is happening? And he's just standing there taking it. He's just like, I am Superman. Like, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm really curious. Those boss fights also need to be like the, some of the best boss fights in video games. Cause that's like the Justice League. Like Batman needs to be a really cool fight. It needs to be really, really cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm still really curious about Suicide Squad. I'm not sold on it at all is what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm know. very, I'm very curious. A Rocksteady though, they make really good games. That is and true. And the, even the though fighting Arkham Knight always hurt fun. me. Yeah. Arkham Knight hurt me a little. A uh the death stroke in that was that was really bad, guys. Rocksteady, I'll never forgive you. But uh if you can put Deathstroke in this game, then I will forgive you. That's all I'm gonna say. So Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That'd be cool. Be cool. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, so Redfall, May 2nd, or I'm going to say early May at the very least. That's what I'm, I'm going with here. Because that gives them that at the time of this recording, we still have like four months or so before that's the right. case. Been plenty of time. They've been working on it for a while. Everything they've shown on Redfall recently, you know, sometimes they'll put a trailer out or whatever and you'll see it on Twitter. It looks fantastic. It looks finished to me. It looks, yeah, it looks polished. Looks polished, yeah. Now, a game we haven't seen since, I believe, E3, which was Fo- uh, Forza Motorsport. I enjoyed uh, Forza Horizon 5. That was a really fun game. Played it for a yeah. few days, and then I was done with it. But <laughs> they look gorgeous. Th- those things are, like, optimized to the gills for uh, Xbox, are they not? Yes, they-, they are. They very much are. It makes, you know, every uh, Xbox owner's like, look what my machine can do. You know, you can pull this off. <laughs> you know, that's yeah, that's totally. what Forza does. It's like a proud thing that it's just beautiful, gorgeous, you know, ray tracing and all that stuff. I will probably play it for a couple of days until I lose interest because I'm just not that into racing games. But yeah. I will want to see how it runs, though. Yes, that's true. And this is Forza Motorsport 8, correct? I believe so, but I I think okay. they might have dropped the number off of it. They Maybe might they just drop the number off of it. Forza Motorsport. Okay, yeah, they're like we're starting over from the beginning. It's just like twenty pixels. No, uh, yeah, no, I I am the same way. It's so funny about that game. I played Forza Motor or Forza Horizon Five for a bit. And I remember one of the last days I played it. I was like, yeah, I'm going to play a lot of this. And then subsequently, after that day, I didn't play it for like months. And yeah. then I was watching through. Uh, Grand Tour on Amazon for some odd reason because I'm not even a car guy, but I really like the show. And then I started like driving around with some of the cars that they had mentioned on the show, and I was like, "Oh, this is really cool." So, uh, yeah, that game is, is still really cool, and it feels like I remember Crisis used to be like the benchmark for a PC. Yeah, and like it would be like, "Yeah, my PC can run Crisis." Forza Motorsport and Forza Horizon feel like that for Xbox. Like it's the game that you show off to people and you're like, Hey, look at what Xbox is capable of. And you're like, Whoa. Yeah. Like no. your grandfather's okay. like, uh, I thought this was real TV. I thought we were, you were watching exactly. a show. No, this is exactly. a video game. <laughs> Stupid grandpa. Oh my God. You know I can't believe you didn't know. Oh you know, goodness. uh, my favorite races in, uh, Horizon 5 were the kind of rally races in the dirt and through water yeah. and stuff. Those were so yeah. much fun. That's, it reminds me of um, MotorStorm that was on PlayStation, and I love that game. That was a fun, a really fun game. Now, Forza Motorsport, that's more of a sim-type game. That's like less kind of... Horizon is kind of the goofy, like, hey, look, we're on Hot Wheels tracks. This Forza, yes. Forza Motorsport, That's this is like the serious car nut type of thing. Yes, very much so. And speaking of the Hot Wheels thing, I tried to go back in to like play that, but they were like, "Oh, you have to it like can't play that on Game Pass. You have to buy that expansion." Cuz I thought that was included right. with I was like, "Oh, cool. I want to do the Hot Wheels thing." But yeah, so that stuff draws me to Horizon more whereas like the diehard enthusiasts um like and maybe your Gran Turismo type lovers are in the same group here, but they like want to be on the tracks that they know 
yeah and have it be like the most genuine experience possible which is fine it's just kind of boring to me i'm like yeah that's okay yeah that's what i'm saying i'm going to lose interest in this very quickly (laughs) yeah exactly it'll be beautiful it'll be gorgeous and they did a great job i'm sure but like wow this is gorgeous but i'm uninstalling this because it's 100 gigabytes or something like that and I get out of my car and go fight the other person who beat me in a race. Like, that's the thing. Like, that, that's yeah. the Grand Theft Auto mentality of me that's like, all right, can I do that at the end? Like, I'm waiting for Forza to eventually do that, where you can get out and walk around the big for the first yeah. time. Yeah. Well, what's funny, around. Forza Horizon 5, you could buy properties. But I was like, I want to decorate my house. <laughs> you could just buy the property. Could you decorate it at all? Or do No. There would be like a little cutscene where you'd pull up to your house, but there was no like, hey, can I get in the hot tub or nope. What if your car was just in the hot tub? You were your car. <laughs> it's and just like, like in the bed and stuff. Like Yeah, he's like sitting upright at the dinner table. It's like, wait a second. Yeah. All by himself. Like you just see the undercarriage of like a Lamborghini at a table and there's just like the sad music playing as there's just like this oil <laughs> in a bowl or something. It's like I oh, want no. that a Forza game, but there's no humans because the cars are alive. Oh my gosh, yeah, totally. It's like cars, you know? That'd be great. Yeah. Which drives me nuts because who made them? Who made the cars? It's post apocalypse, <laughs> man. There's you wanna watch those videos on YouTube? People have these crazy theories. Um yeah, it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny stuff. I'm going to look those up as soon as we're done. Look them up. <laughs> look them up. You'll be like, oh my gosh, this is a rabbit hole. I should not have gone down. Now, I actually, I liked your release date for May for Redfall. I mean, Thank I'll you. take February also. I, I'm ready to play it now, but. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's that's the ideal one is like tomorrow is the real ideal release date. But, you know, it's not going to happen. Now, is uh, Could you for- imagine they did that? Oh, that would be cool. Like, you could play this right now. It's like, what? But then they still do the direct next week talking about all the features. And people are like, yeah, I already beat the game. And they'll be like, so the features you can see in Redfall. Like, It's like, yeah, no, I already played it. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. Jimmy, when is Forza Motorsport coming out? So uh, this is my prediction. Forza Motorsport, to me, feels like a nice um, between summer and fall type of thing i'm saying this is august baby oh wow so this is like after e3 down the line this is at e3 they get to show it off again and xbox has been doing this thing and they've well i don't know i forget they did last year but they like to do this thing where it's like all the games you're about to see are coming out or is that bethesda they'd be like all the games you're about to see are coming out in the next six months i think They'll do that, and Forza will be one of them. And they can show it off. Well, and no. Do you remember at E3, they said the games we're showing you are tentatively scheduled to come out within the next 12 months. So if we go by that, June to June is 12 months, right? So Forza might, I mean, there things happen where they have to break promises, but, uh, it's possible they're like, we're letting it cook for two more months here, and it comes out in August. I can see that happening. I'm just saying, it's August, because, like, it's when all, like, your target demo, you got some older, cooler dads. Like, I mean, the other people, everyone can play Mo- Forza Motorsport. Anybody can play it. But I like to think that, like, <laughs> the guys who are, like, out fishing, or, like, out, you know, driving around in those cool cars, uh, like, later in August, they're like, alright, I'm gonna have some more time inside. You know, it's going to start to get a little chillier. 
want to play some Forza now, and that's the perfect time to drop it. <laughs> that's know? true. That's my thinking. That's my thinking. I don't know. Who's the target demo for Forza Motorsport? I'm not sure. Car I'm not people? Sure. I don't know. People Car who people. just like showing off the graphics. I mean, because they're I love games. love those graphics. Games are absolutely gorgeous, you know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. They're, they're stunning. They are stunning. So Heck, I, I don't know. Forza Motorsport 5, I think, came out when Xbox One launched, I believe. Didn't it? Yes. I think I, so. It was one I of the remember, things that showed off. I bought that. Because I wanted to see how I remember thinking like this looks amazing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that was on the Xbox One, <laughs> the VCR. <laughs> Prettiest ones and zeros you're gonna see. Oh yeah, that is like a VCR, isn't it? I like that. I like that a lot. Um, but again, that I'm just saying August. I think originally I put fall down, but you know I, I just that. I, as that I don't know. It feels like to me it's it's August or September, but I you know it's one of those things that I don't think they would drop in the middle of the summer. I always feel like games that get dropped in the middle of the summer have a harder time mm-hmm. because there's so many other things competing with them, and it's mostly nature. You know, <laughs> it's like yeah. go outside, and you're like, okay. There are some games that launch like they come out like a week before E3, and it's like yeah. I always wonder if the games suffer for that. And you know, not everyone cares about E3, but. You got to pause the game and watch a showcase or something. <laughs> oh man, so much work. And like, I forget, is Xbox still has this functionality where like you can have the game like be playing, but like shrink the screen a little bit and then have like a little TV icon in the top right hand corner. Do you remember oh, this? The little like, snap have... feature. Yeah. No, they don't have yeah, that, that anymore. Okay. Cause that was like a thing for a while. And I remember trying to use it once or twice. I'm like, this is kind of cool. But then I didn't really use it. So yeah, that was back in the TV, TV, TV. Sports, TV. Yep. Mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want to do it all. They want to do it all, baby. Now, on a scale of one to ten, how excited are you for Minecraft Legends? <laughs> is, is zero complete apathy? <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big Minecraft person, but uh, I mean, it's neat. They're trying other things with them, you know. Yeah, the which I was talking about this as um playing gears tactics and streaming it recently one thing i love about a franchise like gears or minecraft or even halo i love when it's big enough that they can do spin-offs and they still have their main core game and audience that they're you know taking care of but then they can also branch off and do other things like this and i think there are people out there who will be like yes like yeah. it's the minecraft dungeons people who loved that and it's like okay take that idea and go bigger with it and i'm really hopeful I've That's read it described as kind of like tower defense type of thing. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's not to that same level. Okay. Well, still. I don't okay. know. Well, I but, uh, I mean, maybe it'll be fun, but I doubt I'll try it. <laughs> yeah. That'll be a Game Pass game though, right? Yeah. Day one on Game Pass. Day one. Why haven't we played Minecraft Dungeons yet, Jason? That'd be fun to do. I don't know. Cause I've, I assume it's Diablo, but it's, uh, Minecraft, right? Yeah, that's exactly. And plus, now that we have an actual date for Diablo, which that date, it's, oh, it reminds June. me of the Starfield date. Yeah, it reminds me of the Starfield date that like they picked it because it's like thematic. They're like, it's six, six. Um, Ooh. but also if they backed off the date, <laughs> like I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. I hope they don't. Um, but that's one is right before you. Oh, they're probably like, it's six, six, 23 because three plus two equals five. Oh, crap. Six six five. No, that doesn't work. 
They, they get around it. They get around <laughs> it. <laughs> They're like, just forget it. Release it whenever you want. We can't be cute yeah, right? with the dates. Yeah, exactly. Like, when's the next six coming around? Like, 2026? I guess we gotta wait. I guess yeah, we gotta we, wait. Well, we, we'll be polishing the game until then. Exactly. Now, let me ask you this. How excited are you for Diablo? I am excited. I actually want to try to get my PC up to snuff by then. Like, the thing is, Ooh. Blizzard used to be back in the day, like, a you could play any of their games on like a calculator. Uh like is that they allowed you to optimize it for anything. But we'll see. I I like Diablo a lot. It's one of those things though that I know I'll get my time in with it, but I'm not like the grinding end game kind of guy. I'll like play it. I'm like that was really fun. Moving on, you know. So, I'm excited though. I'm really excited for that so game. So you rather play it on PC than your Xbox? Probably uh, okay. And talking about Gears Tactics again, that's like an XCOM style game, and I prefer those types of games on PC. However, Gears mm-hmm. Tactics on Xbox handles really well. That's not an action, you know, role playing game. Whereas Diablo is, and I'm sure it'll be optimized perfectly for the controller. I just personally like mouse and keyboard for it. If it came to like Game Pass and I could try it, I would. But uh, in the past, when I've tried to do it, uh, like in Diablo 3, it was a, a little bit of a nightmare if you wanted to play with two people on the same console because you had to like wait while they looked through their menus and item inventory oh, stuff. Oh, I can thing. see that, yeah. Yeah, it was very frustrating. So not that I was going to do that necessarily, but yeah, I we'll see, though. I make no promises. You know, that's still months away, so I'm going to try to get enough. Yeah, enough I've never played a Diablo game. I'm wondering if I would even be into it. I think you would it's pretty fun it's pretty easy like you can you know obviously you can change the difficulty and stuff but it's just it's a beautiful looking game um and you just kind of ripping through a bunch of things from an isometric perspective and i'm more interested in this than i am minecraft legends no offense <laughs> yeah i can see it well i was gonna say what's interesting about diablo is when they show a trailer and you see people reacting they're like "Ooh," and i'm like what 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 and they're watching this i'm like why are they so into this? Like, I don't, I don't understand, you know, but maybe I would if I had just played it for a weekend, you know? Yeah. Well, it's also one of those things. A lot of the people who are probably seeing it are people who have played it before or played three or played two and they have a preference. A lot of people prefer two. That's and this true. This kind of looks like a return to the form of like the dark fantasy of that. Three is a little more arcadey, a little more colorful. Mm-hmm. Whereas this again looks like blood everywhere and really creepy. Yeah, it's it's a franchise people stuff. have grown up with, and even like yeah. people's dads have played it. You know, kind of a thing. Oh yeah, like, oh totally, down. totally, totally, totally. Uh, in a weird way, it's a lot like Mario on the other end of that spectrum, but like that it's grown up with people. It's been around for so long. That's why it's still around because just like the parents played it, the kids are now playing it. Like this whole thing. So, okay, that's supposedly coming out in June, right? That's when the, you know, things get pushed back. We know that in this day and age, but I'm thinking Minecraft Legends, they'll announce that game's got to come out first, don't you think? That's going to be like, that comes out, uh, tomorrow or, okay, so this is going to be, it's going to be January 25th when they announce the date. I could easily see them saying this February or something, couldn't you? Oh, really? What do you think? I, I I forget how long this game has been in development, and you're probably you know more about this than me. For me, this seems like the perfect summer game, and I don't know why. Um, I just I said I, I'm saying it's going to be around E3, and I'm going to be way off on that. I think, but I'm just I think it's going to be a long time 
I think they want to hold off on this sort of thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like this seems like a perfect shadow drop. Either it's either it's next week or it's E3. Well, now that you know I'm looking I mean? at February, God, February is jam packed with games, so maybe that wouldn't be a good time to release it. I have no idea. Hogwarts is coming out. Then you oh got, my gosh! Hogwarts then you got like Wild Hearts, that kind of uh, EA oh, version yeah. of Monster Hunter. Then Atomic yeah. Heart is coming out. Destiny Two has a new DLC or something. So that yeah, might not be a great time to release it, but I don't know. But it's not I like about Wild Hearts. Like, like I hope Capcom is watching this and they're pushing back Monster Hunter World Two or whatever it'll be for a little bit, just to be like, all right, people like this. Like, do they like the big trap things? Like, what you know, yeah. <laughs> stuff like that. Because I want that next Monster Hunter to be like insanity. I want it to just be like, oh my gosh, there's it's like, so oh much. Oh yeah, you guys like your little crafty stuff? Well, look at this! And you're like, whoa! Exactly. <laughs> like, summon an airship! And it's like, it turns into like Call of Duty with like airstrikes, or you're like shooting from a C-130 at these monsters like target acquired. Oh my gosh. When you look at Wild Hearts, are you intrigued? I am, but again, it, I'm intrigued in the same way that I was with Monster Hunter after I played it. Uh, and notoriously, I, and I, I remember it was back at a PlayStation E3 press conference a long time ago when they showed off Monster Hunter World for the first time. I thought that looked like the dumbest, stupidest, boring game I had ever seen. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, it's a T-Rex versus a dragon and you're in the middle of it. Whoa, video games, video game, you know, and then I played it and I was like, I've never 180'd so hard in my life and that I put hundreds of hours into it. And it's now like one of my favorite games of all time. So That's I, awesome. I look at it. Yeah. I look at any game that is trying to do monster hunter stuff. And I'm like, all right, what are they doing? What are they doing differently? And hopefully Capcom is also taking notice. So that's why I'm excited right. to try out Rise. I did the demo a while back and now it's coming to, you know, we're talking Game Pass. Rise. And Sorry. Rise. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm excited to try it, but I also uh, am waiting for that next big Monster Hunter game. You're Wild waiting Hearts for though? the one that's made for next gen consoles. Yes. And Wild Hearts is not necessarily going to be that, but. I love to see competition and it's, yeah. I, I cover theme parks and stuff a lot, as you know, and a lot of people are like, well, why do you want Universal to do well? Aren't you a Disney guy? It's the same thing with Wild Hearts. Like I want Wild Hearts to do well because it's going to make Monster Hunter do better and then make Wild Hearts 2 even better if they make another one. Right. That kind of thing. It's like, it's good for us. So I just, I want to see that. And Wild Hearts, if I could get people to play with me, that's the big thing. Like <laughs> sometimes in this day and age, the older you get, it's harder and harder to get people to play games with you. It just genuinely yeah. is. You well, know, especially ship. now that games are $70 and Wild Hearts is yeah. a, a new game that, mm. you know, it's not a sequel or anything. People aren't sure about it. So you have to wait for word of mouth or reviews like how where where's the Metacritic score on this? If it's above yeah. 80, I'm interested, but $70 is a lot. Maybe I should wait a, a month, you know, that kind of thing. Which again, seventy is a lot, but it's so funny to me. And I think Jason, we maybe talked about this um, a little bit, but like how long video games stayed at sixty dollars is kind of incredible. Yeah, it yeah. is. Like, and you know, with Game Pass, it has EA in Game yeah. Pass, so you automatically get a discount. So Wild Hearts, instead of being seventy bucks, will be sixty two ninety nine. Jump change. Chiching. Nice. Chiching. Um, and right now I think it's like $16, 15 or $16 a month for 
game pass like yes. ultimate or whatever um which again the the way i look at it uh for people who are like jimmy or you know i'm usually not the type of guy who'd get into this sort of thing and we'll see how long i keep it but if at least one thing a month comes out that is interesting enough that i don't want to pay full price for that makes it you know that's true tantalizing. because you know what comes out a few days after Wild Hearts, which was February 17th, on the 21st, Atomic Heart comes to Game Pass. Tell me that you haven't been looks... intrigued by that. I am interested. And I remember seeing it a long time ago and you brought it back up in the Discord, which I appreciate. And it was one of those things I was like, oh, yeah, it's like kind of Russian-y, Bioshock, kind of sort of weird. I don't know. Uh, but that game looks really interesting and does give me kind of Bioshock vibes even bioshock infinite vibes a little bit right it looks way tougher doesn't it look like it looks it seems looks like hard hard yeah <laughs> it looks like there's 10 enemies coming at you at all times kind of a thing yeah uh and sometimes you find like one enemy that takes forever to like destroy like even when you freeze them and try to break them it doesn't like shatter them yeah, into just pieces bullet like sponges. yeah so i'm curious that's a game i probably would not have picked up personally like bought but yeah, I yeah. will try it on Game Pass. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. Sure. give it a shot. Same here. I'm going to try it out. If it's too frustrating to be like, well, you know, nothing lost here. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. So I, I'm interested in that um, for sure. But yeah, I, I appreciate you bringing it back to my attention because I was like, oh, this is a weird game. And I think there's definitely a niche market out there who loves, especially Bioshock, who has not had a game like that for a long time. And that's what they want. Right. Yeah. And then, like, just days later, Wolong Fallen Dynasty comes to Game Pass on March 2nd. So we're definitely going to have a lot to play in late February, early March kind of a thing. Oh, my God. Then friggin' Jedi Survivor comes out March 19th. And that's a day okay. one buy for me. That's day one buy. That's not on Game Pass, though, right? Right. That is not on okay. Game Pass. But it's EA, so sixty two ninety nine. Okay. All right. That, that helps <laughs> a little bit. Uh as I said, I played through, streamed through with folks the the first game a few months ago, and I played through that game twice now, and I hope it's refined a little bit in the years since, you know, because, like, yeah, I like that too. game, but there's definitely stuff where I'm like, they could fix this. Also, the force power stuff. I oh, yeah. Used, and I'm like, just because it was so limiting, I was like, I got three, you get three, like, kind of force things, and you're like, okay. Amanda Barr's run out. Like, like I was telling you, I want decapitations. I want to chop off yeah. arms and legs and heads with my lightsaber. Yes, give me, give me the dismemberment. Um, but also, like, there's a there's a happy <laughs> middle ground, I think, between Jedi Fallen Order and Force Unleashed with your Force powers. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't need to be spamming them constantly, but you also need to be using them a little more liberally because, like, that's the point of being a Jedi, right? You know? <laughs> <laughs> doing stuff so it's like how much I'm, do we make this person into a god or uh yeah know? oh man that first force unleashed man um the ability to pick up an object and move it around in a 3d space and then whip it at someone was so much fun i remember oh. the thing that was disappointing about those games is they were so hard oh really do you agree uh they could be i actually um, I played through Star Wars Force Unleashed four times on all the difficulty settings. Whoa. So here's how I, I did it. I gave up on one of the bosses and I never picked it up again. I went through on normal, hard, master, and then played on beginner for my last time. And I just like steamrolled it. But the trick was 
I had to kind of cheese apart. There's a part late in the game, like on master difficulty, where you have to like go through on oh, I can't remember the jungle planet's name. Ella Secura gets gunned down there. Um anyway, oh, yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. bunch of like it's Rancor like that are like or something. Lucia, yeah. Um yeah, thank you. Lucia, and you have to fight a bunch of Rancor, like one after another, and they're so tough on master difficulty. But what you can do is you can just dash right past them. And the game let me do that. And I'm like, all right, that's fine. As long as I beat the final boss, that's all that matters. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I, man, that game was great. The sequel was okay. That had the dismemberments that you wanted. Uh-huh. I don't think I survivor will have that. I wish it right. did. Uh, yeah, I don't no. really either, but it would be fun if just add it to a cutscene or something, you know, I truly want it. Cause then it feels less like, baseball bat when you're swinging that lightsaber around yeah, yeah. like you want to cut a stormtrooper in half honestly That's my favorite thing to do is deflect laser bolts back at the boss feels so good in that game man feels so good especially against like the the big like shield turrety guys yeah and you can like throw a bunch of them back i love that yeah one thing i'm curious about that game because we you know you finish the game pretty well powered up and it's because you'd forgotten a lot of your training and you remember it so when this game starts we remember everything so how powered up will we be right at the beginning it's the whole banjo tooie thing where it's like do you start off with all of your powers from the last game probably not i don't know how they're gonna do it because it's like metroid where you have to lose all of your stuff every time yeah like does someone hit cal in the head with a rock he's like (laughs) no i'll be so mad at the opening dude who am i it's like oh god starting all over again i'm telling you uh wouldn't that be hilarious or what if they just did like (laughs) if they were like all right so the modern day it starts he has all of his powers but he like lays down and has a dream the first like three hours of the game are like side missions that never you never saw in, in Fallen Order, but he has to play through them again, and he gets his powers again. Um, yeah, like oh man, I just want him to start with all the powers. And also, is Jedi mind trick not a thing? That's a thing we need in this game. If it doesn't, yeah, already. I haven't watched the trailers. I'm like, get that in there, get that mind trick. You so haven't good. watched the most recent trailer. Oh, man, I, I'm already in. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I, I understand I don't need to be that. Sold. It's like, I'm in. Yeah. You don't need to show me anymore. I gotcha. I that... want I want Darth Vader to be hunting me the whole time, like alien isolation. Nice. Yeah. Or That's like uh, the Resident Evil, like uh, Mr. X or whatever. Yeah, he's he's Mr. X. And for some <laughs> reason, the force isn't working. Like, he, he runs into a room and he's like, there you are. And you're like, ah! You hear his footsteps. <laughs> It's like, oh, let's start Vader. He's coming. Ah! Or like you can watch from like a distance as he's like walking around. And he's like talking to other stormtroopers. He's like, have you seen a redheaded Jedi? And they're like, uh, no, sir. And he's like, okay, if you do, you let me know. And you're like, whoo, that was close. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see my little droid guy, BD1 again. Oh, BD. Dude, BD's great. Like, and the thing is, Star Wars always wants to make like the next R2, right? The next yeah. R2, D2. BB8 is pretty great. A BD, I feel like, with the little ability to walk like he does, as like, and there's so much character and stuff. Like, he is definitely one of my favorite droids of all time. Yeah. He's he's really good. He's really really good. Yeah, he won my heart. And uh, that part where it looked like Darth Vader was gonna grab him at the end of the last oh, game, I actually said no, like out loud. Exactly. Like, Don't you hurt him? 
Dude, respawn makes you care about robots. That's yeah. just what they do. You're like, oh, I love you, robots. <laughs> love you so much. So good writing, man. The last thing they're going to talk about at this direct is uh, Elder Scrolls Online. No interest, really. You know, Guy Blivian. Yeah, what is that about? I don't know. I just saw the name and I was like, ooh, and I was like, oh, okay. It's like Elder I, Scrolls thing. I understand nothing. So. Exactly. I will definitely be tuning out when they're talking about Elder Scrolls, uh, but I'm definitely excited to see what's when Redfall is released and all that. But yeah, me too. too. Uh, will they at the end of the direct say tune in this February for our Starfield direct, or will they say keep an eye out for the future where we'll announce our Starfield direct? Will they give a date for it? Is what I'm asking. I think at the end, there's a good chance they might say, we know a lot of you are excited to hear more about Starfield. Please tune into the, like, Xbox underscore direct thing that's coming in, you know, the next couple of days. So yeah, I think, I think for sure that'll come soon. That'll, they'll announce that. Or at least I think they should. I hope so. Because, you know, I feel like we've been patient waiting for somebody to say something about these games. So for us to just know the dates and, kind of like in our heads know that they're not going to push these back anymore. These games are almost done or they're done waiting to be released. We can like move on with our lives and not feel like, like where are they going to say something kind of a thing, you know? Yeah. I think we will get that, but then also we'll have a nice E3 showing. And I know the date that Starfield is coming out. You do. I do. All right. Let's hear talking it. to my, I was talking to my buddy Todd about it. He said he's unwilling to budge again. November eleventh. Really, November? Yep, they gotta wait, baby. Holiday, late in the holiday, baby. That's a long time away. I know. We gotta let it cook. Gotta let it cook. Let it stew. I want to be wrong about this because there's so many people been waiting for Starfield, yeah. but like November, I'm telling you, man. This is this no, is I the way I feel about it. I'd love to have it like June. I think the only uh, okay. Diablo is releasing then, and they may own Diablo soon, so they might not do that. You know, yeah, you wouldn't right. release two huge titles against each other. Uh, that would be wrong. Also, Street Fighter Six comes out at the beginning of June. Oh yeah, but also, I wouldn't want them to release a game that's not finished because we've learned yeah. in the uh, that you can really spoil a game that has potential if it's broken and has broken things in it, like cyberpunk cyberpunk redeemed itself after a long time. But by then I was completely disinterested in it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If they, if Todd were to say, we need to wait till November to release this game, it's going to be polished. It will be the most bug free game Bethesda's ever released. I would be like, okay, I'm, I'm a patient man. But ideally, I'd like it sooner than them. But if that's not going to happen, okay. Yeah. I should also probably go on record and say, I'm not friends with Todd. I didn't talk to Todd, just in case people out there are like, is he really friends with Todd? No. Yeah, I'm you like, did say Todd? a friend named Todd, didn't you? A, f- a friend named Todd. It could be any Todd. It's not Todd Howard. Does he have an assortment day. of leather jackets? <laughs> he has three. He only has three. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. So those ones you're seeing? Those are recycled, which I appreciate. You know what I mean? He's he's conservative with his jackets. Uh, no, I, I kind of joke about it, but I feel like it's one of those things. Starfield is like it's one of 
the big things that Microsoft got in this Bethesda acquisition. And it was one of the things that like, I would kind of think about when they first like acquired Bethesda that like that game and like Elder Scrolls six, there were like these two like rooms that had the names on the doors. And like, you go, you like, somebody put like a gif of this or a meme, like they opened the door and in there, there was nothing. Yeah. Um, and so like Phil Spencer's like, we got to make this stuff. And it's one of those like Starfield is a new franchise, but it also feels like a kind of continuation of fallout in a way. And elder scrolls needs to be like amazing. Um, especially cause people compare it to what obsidian is doing with um avowed right and i i think that they really are going to take as much time as they possibly need to put the money in because they've seen it uh, pay off like you look at skyrim that game has had a lot of technical issues but it is one of the best selling games i think almost of all time it's not the best selling game but and it had this mod support and it just kept reselling and they kept putting on different systems and I think yeah. that's the hope for Starfield, where you're like, all right, you know, it comes out on Series X and S, and it's really great, but then we can release it on the next console, whatever that is, and make it even better. And it's this this whole new franchise. So I think Phil and Todd and everybody understand that, and so that's why they're taking their time with it. And I respect it. I really do. Yeah. And I've read speculation that those thousands of planets is actually going to be where the mod support comes in, where, like, do whatever ah. you want on this planet, you know, kind of a thing. That's sure. for the players to build up. And that would be cool, because there's going to be a storyline in that game, but also a lot of it is you're crafting ships, you're crafting bases, you have these NPCs taking care of your stuff and robots and stuff, and... It sounds like it's going to be the kind of game you don't just play a month and forget about. You're going to just play it like for years kind of a thing. Yeah, that's the hope. And that's why I think they're taking so much time. And that's the only reason they backed they off should. that November 11th like last year. They were like, we, they're like, we're committing to this. We're not changing. And they're like, we're delaying it. It's like, you know what? Again, delays, it seems rough. I totally understand that. My other hope is that with the way that the industry has shifted and being more transparent about this stuff is that hopefully that means that there are people who have longer jobs that are extending further and they're not getting the crunch as much. Right. That's my hope because like uh, yeah. the scary thing and you hear these stories after these games come out, they're like these people who are working like 80 hour work weeks and like didn't see their family and were just miserable. Yeah. And you're like, Oh man, just for me to come out and be like, it's a seven out of 10. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It's just, I'm dismissing it's like, all uh, of your work. <laughs> yeah. So like, I just, I, I want, I want longer dev times. And I think that's one of the, the cool things about the Microsoft acquisition of Bethesda. It, it, we're seeing it, right? Yeah. We're seeing it right now. Uh, hopefully, and that's I. I just want that to be the case. So, like as much as I know, so many people want to play this game, like today or tomorrow or yesterday. I say take as much time as you need on any game, especially something as big as this. And you know what? Whenever a game finally comes out, I mean, for you know, God of War, Ragnarok, that was yeah. delayed. When it finally yeah. comes out, people forget all about that stuff because they're playing it. They're not like, well, I had yeah. to wait a long time for this. They're just enjoying the game once it's out. 
Well, that and then all they could do is compare it. They're like, is it better than Elden Ring? And it's like so <laughs> funny because like when they started making that game, you know, they weren't like, all right, in a couple of years, we're going to have to compete with this open world third person action game from From Software. Like, you know, it's like, no, two very different games. It's like, what's game of the year? Like, yeah. you know, it's hard because we are our natural instinct is to compare and contrast. That's just what we animals, us humans do, right? To pit things head to head with each other, you know? You have to, right? But it's so funny because, like, if you put those games side by side, yeah, they might have a few similarities, but they're very different games. Right. And, like, if it came down to certain aspects of it, like, at least for me, I'm like, I haven't played Ragnarok, but I'll tell you this right now. I'm sure the narrative, to me personally, would be more compelling than whatever was happening in Elden Ring. I have no idea. Uh, right, right. You know? uh, Elden Ring's more the gameplay, the exploration yeah. kind of thing. You, I mean, I loved Elden Ring, but I couldn't tell you I knew what the hell was going on at any time. Yeah, no idea. It's no like, idea. oh, okay. Who's this guy? To be honest, Who, I didn't care. Who's this floating, swimming whale with a sword thing? Uh, yep. <laughs> you know? Like, I don't know what this is. For instance, yeah, totally. here's a good example. You know, we were just talking about Jedi Survivor. It comes out March 19th. March yes. 24th, Resident Evil 4 Remake comes out. Now, if you were Capcom, would you be like, whoa, 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 we're right against a Star Wars game? Or are you like, people who are playing that Star Wars game, they're not going to be playing the Resident Evil 4. It's a different audience. Or is it the same audience? Good question. I think <laughs> Resident Evil 4 is such a thing in the cultural zeitgeist of video games. And it is, I think, still probably, if not the, it's one of the most beloved Resident Evil games. And... I just don't think Capcom cares. I think they're like, yeah, yeah it's Resident Evil 4. Like, it's going to be fine. We Plus, like, it, people who play video you know. games, they buy more than one video game at a time. Oh, totally. And, yeah. and if, they stack stuff up. Like, I'm going to get to this. Well, and in the Venn diagram, like, the question you're asking is, like, is it a, a pure overlap? You know, it's, I don't think it is, uh, but I think there, there is plenty of overlap in that where there are people who will play both. I think there are some people who will only play Resident Evil and have no interest in Star Wars and vice versa. Yeah. But I think that it's so funny to me too, cause like that's a remake, but it'll feel more like remaster of four because four was already kind of in that vein. Whereas when they did two remake, it was like, whoa, this is like a new perspective and, you know, all different stuff. So I don't I don't know the depths of which Resident Evil 4 um, remake has you know it's probably built from the ground up again but still yeah a similar look you know even if it looks way better do you yeah. have any interest in playing it I've always had an interest I played through four not too long ago to be honest with you a few years back because I'd never played it and I know it came out on GameCube originally I just was never into those types of games and I entry to third person shooting for the most part was Gears of War. Mm -hmm. So I've always been able to at least get into cover or shoot and move. And that's one thing that drives me nuts about um or the slow movement that you get in Resident Evil games where you like you sight up and maybe you can backstep kind of slowly or you don't backstep at all. Um, And that stuff drives me nuts. And I get that's the horror of it. But yeah. Yeah. That, that kind, of, kind of drives me crazy. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I know people will love it and I'm excited for them. I'm just curious, like when all the remakes are done. What will we get next? You know, <laughs> I'm like, okay, what happens? You know, I, I'm so curious to see where Resident Evil goes because seven was such a departure. 
uh, and yeah. eight, you know, such a big departure. So I don't know, man. There are people out there though. Resident Evil keeps selling. So good on them. Yeah. What do you say this? We, after the developer direct, we get together again and talk about our thoughts on that. Yeah. I'd love to if you'll have me. I will. That would be awesome. Right. Well, let's talk about The Last of Us. The TV show Ooh. premiered on HBO Max this Sunday. And I don't know if you know this, Jimmy, but it's based on a video game. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I played The Last of Us on the PS3, and then later the kind of upgraded PS4 version on the PS4 when I got it. I actually had The Last of Us ps4 that came with it came with the last of us and the order 1883 oh yes yes Mm -hmm. so i had both those games to play right when i got my ps4 and i played through both of them and had a great time now uh how many times have you played through the last of us i threw it once on the ps4 yes three ps3 nice yeah it looked great on the ps3 Great on the PS3, and okay, I have a little a little story for you about it. So, at the time, my friend, um, my buddy who actually I used to do uh, some podcasts with, his name is Levi, so shout out to Levi. I would go over to uh, his place, and he had it on PS3, and he would let me play it, and he would watch me play it. Oh. He didn't play it. Um, or maybe he did later on, but he didn't originally. So I would go over there and like for three, four hours at a time, I'd sit there and I'd play through it and we'd like, we played it kind of together in that sense. It's a memory I'll always cherish because I remember like leaving really late at night and thinking I'd hear like the clickers out there and I'd be like, Oh no. Nice. Um, and yeah, so it holds a special place in my heart. And to be honest, I just, I had that memory and I really enjoyed it, but I was like, you know what? I don't need to go back. Um, and I, I didn't even play the sequel. I'm, I've heard good, well, I've heard mixed things about the sequel. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, I've actually, I haven't played the sequel either. And I have a good reason for that. It's because oh. it released during COVID and I was already depressed about Dude. The, the world we were existing in. And I was like, I don't need this in my life right now. Okay. Okay. I completely agree with you. I remember reading an article on Gears Tactics that said the same thing, and it's very different, though. Like, I can understand some of the parallels, maybe, but, like, the world of The Last of Us is, like, a world that has been infected. The world of Gears of War is, like, there are these creepy things that came out from under the ground, and they have guns, and you have to shoot them. And, that, <laughs> like, I read this review that was, like, I just can't right now with this. And I was, like, oh, really? Like, okay, like, you know, I, I'm sorry I'm so you're in that space, but I remember thinking they were, like, comparing it to, like, The Last of Us. I'm, like, no, that's a different thing. Like, that's yeah. a very different thing. So, I don't know. Um, yeah, it was yeah, so- I'm, something... I'm I was like, I don't want to deal with something weighty right now. And I think at the yeah, time, what were we much. playing? Like the Avengers, you know, <laughs> like yeah, something like that. Something easy going. Right? I'll never forget playing Spider-Man. And then it turns out there's a frigging pandemic in the game. I'm like, what? What are you doing? You know? Yeah. Yep. See, that's just the thing. The pandemics are easy to put into video games because it's yeah. like a fun, like little twist. But then it, it became real life. It was like, oh, maybe not. 
Yes. So yes. What, what did you think of the, this first episode of the show? Well, you bring this up now. I thought this was a prequel to the Mandalorian. Um, <laughs> so I'm really confused. Um, but, uh, okay. I thought it was really good. Uh, it is a lengthy pilot. It's an hour and 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. So it is, it's a lot. There are a few changes, like minor changes, I'd say, to the introduction. And I feel like it probably could have been a little tighter. Like you could have, you know, moved through because that story beat that they have to convey in the beginning is something that video game, again, it's so hard because I always compare it back to the video game. I think the video game does such a good job of it, you know, putting you in the shoes of Joel pretty quick. Right. And this one has like this. Oh, I was going to say the talk show at the beginning. Yes, which I liked that, but also I was like, oh, this is like, is this necessary? And I get where it's a setup for the audience. Yes. Uh, for people I, who haven't seen I this. thought that was awesome. I really enjoyed that. It's interesting. Because uh, it's different than a video game. This is a narrative, you know, television show. It's telling a story. Yeah. And I love the idea that a scientist predicted this would happen and then it does happen. And of course, we did nothing to keep it from happening. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. Again, I think it was really good. You can. I love a, a show where I can smell and taste the budget. Mm-hmm. Like you, it looks a lot like The Last of Us for the game. Great production you know, value. Great production value. It doesn't shy away from the violence and everything. The hard thing for me is that again, it's so hard to divorce myself from the characters that I love. Yeah. And I, I think Pedro Pascal does a good job. It's just that there's like the thing is like if you got Troy Baker in there. Does mm-hmm. the voice of Joel? He looks nothing like Joel, and if you made him look like Joel, it still wouldn't work. But I'll yeah, say yeah. that the actress they got for Ellie is about as close, I think, as you're going to get. Yeah, and I mean, she doesn't really like, look yeah. like Ellie, but she's a good actress, you know. Yeah, she's That's, got the spirit of Ellie. Yeah, when you cast something, you cast the best actor for the role. A lot of people get really hung up on appearance like this does not look exactly like the video game and it's like it's not going to happen that's just not how it works you know oh yeah totally totally so i and i get that and i can appreciate that um but yeah overall it looks really good i saw i think it was a tweet from you or something and i couldn't agree with it more but the whole like the first version we see of like our infected our clickers or whatever it's like a person with like tendrils coming out of their mouth. Oh yeah, yeah. And I thought that was kind of like I get it. Maybe it's an evolution over multiple episodes. We'll see the ones that have like mushrooms growing out of their face now because it's twenty years on. Yeah. But I wasn't really blown away by that. I was like, oh, okay. I had like, read the producer like say that in the game there are spores floating in the air where the characters have to put on gas masks. You know, they're like, mm. hey, spores, and you put on a mask. They said in reality, in like in the reality of the show, in reality, real world spores float everywhere. They're not just in a room and you can avoid them. They're all throughout the world, uh, you know, the air floating around and everyone would be affected, infected right away. So we changed that. Instead, it's these tendrils that come out of your mouth and uh, they bite you and you get infected. And okay. I was like, okay, I understand why you're doing that. But when I saw the little things coming out of her mouth, I was like, I feel like I've seen this before. And I don't even think it's necessary. It could have just been a bite that infects you kind of a thing. Yeah. And what, here's something that's interesting is uh, 
because I was thinking, well, what infected that old lady? Because obviously nothing has bitten her. So how did she get it? And I read, I read someone say, uh, someone tweeted, they said, they give you clues into how people get infected. You just have to pay attention. And I was like, okay, I didn't pick up on these clues. So what is it? And they explained that at the beginning of the show, the episode, the daughter, Sarah says they're all out of flour. So she couldn't make pancakes. And then you see the next door neighbor hand feeding the old lady, catatonic woman, biscuits. And uh, they offer Joel a biscuit and he says, no, he's on Atkins. And uh, they said they believe it's infected flour that start basically people who are eating the flour are ingesting the fungus and that's how they get infected. I was like, okay, that sounds good to me. What do you think? I guess sure that works uh one of <laughs> it the things really matter but you know yeah yeah it's so like that's one of the tricks i think you know with making something like this is that you want there to be things that your audience can pick up on mm-hmm. but also you don't want to make it so opaque and obscure that you're asking questions after the fact like why why did this happen because that like that character is a minor character and won't have any overarching you know consequences in the future of the show presumably yeah we'll never so, see like, him again yeah like that old lady you want to be like oh clearly this was you know you know you don't have any have any like long lingering shots on like a box of empty flour you know something like that but i don't know i think there's like a nice middle ground there where you don't have to ask those types of questions and maybe that was just a one-off type of thing you don't want the whole show to be that way because then that stuff can stack up where you start asking more and more questions because it takes you out of the experience if you're trying to logically try to figure out how things have become this way. Yeah. It's like it afterwards like said, it reading really about matter. it. It's interesting. You know, it's like, yeah, oh, that's, that's true. interesting. Yeah. One thing- again, a small thing in the grand scheme of the show, because everybody yeah. it's like, well, the world got infected. So it just got infected. doesn't matter. It just did. And you're like, okay. Right. Fair enough. What I think is fun about a show like this, very mainstream on HBO Max, is the people who aren't familiar with the property. Like, for instance, my dad watched the first episode. And uh, he's never played the video game. He doesn't know anything about video games. But he was like, oh, I, I thought it was really good. I can't wait to see more and where this is going. Yeah. That, that's exciting. And yeah, uh, I, I am really excited to see cl- clickers and how well those are conveyed. Yes. And I think when I think about the show, Jason, I think about how it's almost strategic. It's like The Walking Dead is now done. I think Fear of the Walking Dead is still around. But... It's like, you know, it's trying to kind of be part of the continuing zombie craze, but also like, what if humans had to fight humans in this post-apocalypse? And it'll be gritty and brutal and all that stuff. And they could make this show for many seasons. I don't know if this first season, I doubt it's supposed to encapsulate the entirety of the first game. But if you could age up the actress throughout time in it, and then have her eventually be the lead for, you know, the second game in the series, whatever. She looks uh, so young in this. Yeah, yeah. It would be a while, right? You'd have to do a, it'd be a while, but I don't know. Um, I'm, or they could do something where they just, you know, flash forward and they still do the flashbacks with Joel and Ellie together when, you know, she was younger or whatever. But I think it's interesting. I don't know if I'm going to watch all of it. I might, you know, watch a few more episodes. Again, The Last of Us felt like such a cool experience to me. And mm-hmm. I kind of remember most of the story beats, uh, that happened. 
Yeah. So I know how this ends, you know, more or less. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it was already impactful because I was Joel, you know? And it's like, now I have to watch someone else play Joel (laughs) and be like, okay, you're going to do the same things I did. I thought Pedro Pascal was really good in the role and he makes it his own. He's just so good at conveying just by his facial expressions, you know? And uh, one thing I'll say about The Last of Us, uh, you know, I enjoyed the game. I thought, you know, it was a good game, good story, and I enjoyed the story. But to be honest with you, I remember saying for a long time that, like, if anyone said, should there be a Last of Us 2? My whole thought was, like, if there is, it should be different characters somewhere else in the same world. Because I think this story is over and I don't want any more with them. And, but of course, you know, Neil Druckmann was like, uh, well, I'm not asking you and I'm doing whatever I want. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, but if this season, I believe it's nine episodes is the first game story. I I'm excited to see what they change and, uh, what they veer off into, you know, I, I think it'd be interesting to explore more in the world. It doesn't have to be the exact same thing as the game. And I know some people will want that. They want like, Oh, this isn't how it went. It's like, I don't care about that. Uh, but I just want a fun ride, uh, and get close to the characters kind of a thing. Yeah. I, it's such a tricky situation to put yourself in because you're going to have that contingent who did play the games and they're watching every second and saying like, well, this is different. That's different. Why isn't this this way? Um, but then also, want to make it better for television or for newcomers and you want it to be something that's accessible. So I hope they pull it off because, you know, I'm in the business now and I always want people to succeed. So I'm curious to see how this goes. I don't know, like in nine episodes, if it is the full thing. It may not be, you know, it might leave off when they find Tommy or something, you know? Yeah. The other thing too, is that like with these things, we don't know how successful they are. But I also, I want it to get back to where, like, in the video game press conference, they talk about the video games, and they don't spend a lot of time talking about these types of properties being made. Because we were having that for a while, where at the end of these things, they would have them come out and talk for, like, three or four minutes about this show. And that, for a lot of people, I think was like the time when like the, oh, and one more video game was going to get announced. And it's like, no, that's not going to happen. Now we're talking about yeah. the last TV show. Like, And I get that that's promotional. And I under- I totally understand that. But like from a video game consumer aspect, like less of like, or when they did the Assassin's Creed movie, and it was like they ate up a bunch of the Ubisoft press conference to talk about that. It's like, this is not the place, unfortunately, to do that. Like you might think it is, but... Uh, I think most of the people watching are like, uh, like, <laughs> yeah, get back to the games. I, at like, the video game awards, then they brought out Troy Baker and, uh, uh, crap. The, the actress who plays, uh, Ellie. And then they brought out Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey. Uh-uh. I thought that was very cringy. <laughs> like I couldn't look at the screen cause it was embarrassing me. Uh, you know what I mean? And they even yeah. like introduced the, the thing together. Like they all spoke mm-hmm. at the same time. And I was like, I don't sure. like this. Make it go away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And again, maybe that really worked out well for them. And it was a lot of great publicity and marketing. Cause there's like hundreds of thousands of people watching these things. So it's a great way to get the word out, but also 
I feel like it's a double-edged sword where it can help that way, but also it frustrates people who just have no interest in watching something like this or no interest in watching anything about something that's other than a video game. You're like, please, more video games, please. (laughs) I don't know. It's both. I get it. I get it. That's the world it is. And I'll I'll eat my words one day when I'm up on stage and they're like, Jimmy, you're playing live action Mario? And I'll be like, yes, I am. Um, And I'm really excited about it. Like, What what did Chris Pratt do to get lose the role is what I want to (laughs) know. Uh, he was too handsome. He was way too handsome. <laughs> they, they're like, we put as much makeup Woo-hoo! on him as possible. It was still, still good looking. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, the brother is played by Diego Luna, who we also know played Ghost Rider. Remember that? Hey, hold on a second. Tommy is played by Gabriel Luna. I said Diego Luna. I meant Gabriel Luna. That's, that's what it, I was like. I knew that guy from somewhere and I was like, wait, that was Andor? Um That's Robbie Reyes from uh Agents Reyes. of Shield. Agents of Shield, yes. He plays the second Ghost Rider. Well actually probably like the third or fourth, who knows? But yeah. Um that's who he is. Okay, because I was like, who is that guy? Okay. Good for him. <laughs> Good for him. He also played a Terminator in Terminator the last one? Was it Dark Fate? Dark Fate. I never saw that. Dark eight i saw the action sequences i was on a plane and i was skipping through it and i was like oh look at the terminators are fighting each other yeah good for him i think he's a good tommy we'll see uh we'll see where that where that goes there's a lot there's so much in that first game and to think that the sequel was double the length wow interesting you think you'll ever play this the sequel just not interested I just, you know what? I love how that first one ended and maybe someday i'll be compelled to try it out it's just Mm -hmm. I don't know. I've, I, I kind of know the bigger story things. And had I not known that, maybe I'd be more keen, but then also I would have been very sad. So not spoiling anything. Um, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. I just, uh, let's just say this. There's catharsis at the end of the first game. And I don't think there's catharsis at the end of the second one. And ah. I'm, I'm looking, I, when I play games, man, I want to get a little catharsis. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yes. I'm saying. That's oh, all by the way, uh, Ellie was played by Ashley Johnson, and I felt bad that I couldn't remember her name. Okay, where Ashley and Troy have to show up in the show at some point, right? Like, yes, somebody walking in the background or whatever. Yeah, they're going to play small parts in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. They have to, and we'll hear the voice, and I'm like, "Oh my god, that's Ellie!" Um, yeah. God, Hopefully, true. it doesn't call any attention to itself because that's what I'd want. If I did the show, it'd be like. I don't want the yeah. people to be pulled out of this. Do you think Troy Baker does his Joel voice or not? Do you know what I mean? Like, probably not. That would be, be hilarious. Weird. I do think it's creepy that he can do that Joel voice and it sounds nothing like his regular voice. And also he could do like an almost spot on version of Mark Hamill doing the Joker. Yeah. In I've like, seen Arkham that. Origins. It's so good. I'm like, dude, you know, say what you will about him. But like that guy is talented like right. really talented it's like i would oh, say the only boy. knock against troy baker isn't his fault at all it's that he's in everything <laughs> you always exactly. recognize his voice you know there he is you're like it's oh, like but you know good go. for him i guess okay yeah. jimmy we'll talk more about the last of us next episode because we'll yes. have another episode to talk about. But I have yeah. a special uh, trivia quiz for you. 
Ooh, a trivia quiz. I love it. What would you say is one of your favorite uh, video game franchises right now of all time? Uh, uh, is this is the trivia based on that or? Do I- <laughs> yes. So if oh, you say the uh, wrong one, I'm screwed. Oh, uh, Gears of War. Oh well, it's funny you should say that because I have oh, a goodness. Gears of War trivia quiz based on the first three games i was gonna say diddy kong racing no i'm just kidding (laughs) okay so let's see how well you do all right oh boy love it let's see i have 15 questions if oh my gosh okay let's see if we can do these in rapid succession they these are multiple choice too but i'm curious if you can get them not a gears fan I'm curious if you can get these without the multiple choice. Some okay. of them might be easy. I don't know. All right. Okay. Well, we'll start it with like you ask the question, and if I have to add multiple choice, I'll ask for it. How about that? Okay. Number one, who of these characters does not? Oh wait, this is one where I'll have to say the names. <laughs> <laughs> who of these characters does not survive all three installments of Gears of War? Okay. I know it. I already know him. Marcus Phoenix, Dominic Santiago, Baird, or Augustus Cole? Unfortunately, spoiler alert, it is Dominic Santiago. Oh, which game does he perish in? Perishes in Gears of War 3. He dies by running a truck into an emulsion depot and blows it all up and saves his team. Well, good for him. Let's pour one out for old Santiago. Santiago, and it's, man, those games have a great narrative in them, and you wouldn't think they would, but they totally do. Super good. All right, here's question number two. What is Baird's first name? Damon. Oh, nice. All right. I play Gears Judgment. (laughs) Number three. Cole used to be a professional trash ball player. What is the nickname he received while playing trash ball? It's it's thrash ball. I think there's an H. <laughs> it says trash ball here. I'm pretty sure it's thrash, thrash ball, not trash ball. Trash ball is very funny though. Uh, he's Augustus the the coal train. Yeah, coal even I knew train. that because everyone calls him yeah. coal train, don't they? Yeah, they do call him, and that's like his whole thing. And they get to play into that a little bit in Gears Three. You get to see him like back on a thrash ball court. Here trash the, ball court sounds funny. Trash ball, yeah. The options were coal plane, <laughs> coal plane's fighting, baby. Coal pain. Oh, bring the coal pain. Coal train or the master. <laughs> dude, uh, coal the master, dude. <laughs> All right, number four. What was Benjamin Carmine's weapon of choice? Benjamin Carmine's weapon of choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. He dies holding a lancer, if memory serves. Uh, I guess give, it's gonna lancer will be on that list. Um, Do you want me to yeah, give you the options? He uses the saw. He has to saw through things. Um, yeah, give me the options. I guess so we can hear the weapon names. That's fun. Okay, hammer burst rifle, Nasher shotgun. Long shot sniper rifle or snub pistol? 
Oh, well, then it's going to be the long shot. That's right, the long shot sniper rifle. The same weapon that killed his brother, Carmine, in the first yeah. Gears of War game, Benjamin himself died inside a giant rift worm, it says. He does. He gets, like, his, his intestines ripped up and stuff. It's very sad. Oh, yikes. Yeah. I hate it when that happens. All right, number five. Speaking of car mines, which car mine did not appear in any of the Gears of War trilogy games? Do you understand that question? Because I don't. I do. I do. Yeah. Do you want me to name the Uh, names? Okay, so it's not not Benjamin. It's not Clayton. It's not Anthony. So whatever the last one is. Drake? Drake Carmine is the one that does not appear. Correct. Anthony Carmine appeared in the original Gears of War, but was killed early in the game by a sniper rifle. Benjamin Carmine appeared in Gears of War 2, but died in a rift worm. Clayton Carmine appeared in Gears of War 3. He was the first Carmine to survive a game. His fate was decided by fans who could vote for him to die or survive. (laughs) Yes, it was very much like the Robin back in the day when the Joker beat him to death and they could like call in or whatever and you could decide if he was going to get... Oh, wow. Did you vote in that? Iron up. No, no, that was a long time ago. Um, okay. Or so, and Clayton also shows up in Gears of War four, I believe, or five. Nice five. That's five. I think. Okay, here we go. Question number six in Gears of War three, some new weapons were introduced. Which of yeah. these is not one of them? Ooh, hit me with them. Digger launcher. That's a new one. One shot. Retro. So the one shot. That's a new one. Answer. Yeah. And the Boltock pistol. Boltock pistol is from Gears of War 1, baby. So that's the one. All right. That is correct. The Boltock pistol has been around since the original Gears of War. It is a revolver. The digger launcher Ugh. shoots an explosive underground who digs. Who digs? It was the. It digs its. There's some typos in this thing. Who digs its yeah. way to the enemy and explodes once it arrives? The retro lancer is yeah. the old version of the lancer. It doesn't have a chainsaw bayonet. The one shot is a heavy weapon sniper rifle, which will kill an enemy in one shot. Sounds like my dude. All these, dude. That thing is so good. And also, that just makes me think that Gears Tactics Two needs to happen, where some of your people can get like the one shot because that thing. It didn't, like, for most everything, it would one-shot it. If it was, like, a boss or something, it wouldn't. But, like, yeah, you just rip through things with that thing. So good. I played the first two Gears of War games, and I love the sniper rifle headshots. It was so satisfying. Oh, the pop, popping them off, man. So good. All right, question number seven. Who of the following Locust characters can control Krill? Ooh, I already know the answer to that. Would you like me to name the the uh, choices, or would you want to sure, just tell you, me? I guess I'll name them, because they're, they're cool names. Okay, I don't even know if I'm going to say this right, but Mira. M-Y-R-R-A-H. That's good. Oh, Mira? Scourge. It's a very common name. Therengard. And then finally, Rom. The last one would be Rom, who technically is uh, was a Theron guard who climbed through the ranks. And the Krill are these bat-like creatures that, uh, if you're in the dark, they can come and kill you very quickly. But if you're in the light, they leave Those you alone. Those things and killed a, me many times in the first game. Yeah, it was a mechanic they dropped after the first game, believe it or not. Like, I don't oh, wow. think it shows up really anywhere else, which is crazy. 
Rom, uh, Rom used to cool. order his Krill to attack, but also to act as a shield. Krill can normally only attack in the dark, but Rom's Krill can attack in light areas as well. Okay. Yeah. Rom is cool. And you get to, there was a DLC for Gears 3 where it was like called Rom Shadow. You could play as a, a different group of gears for, for like a few missions. But then also you could play as Rom himself. And it was super cool. Nice. Yeah. All right. Game. Question number eight. What weapon was used to kill Mira, Queen Mira, at the end of Gears of War 3? question um is it like is it an actual gun or are they saying just any weapon in general because i know the weapon they might be referring to it is the weapon that is the death the thing that is the, oh the death blow it's i a, guess it's a knife um marcus uses a knife i believe it might be dom's knife Ooh, he's, that's a that's the answer i was looking for dom's knife yeah, it's great because he like Mira is an idiot. She like walks right up to Marcus at the end and she's saying all this stuff like, yeah, we're going to rebuild. We're going to beat you. And Marcus like grabs her and just shoves it into her like in between her ribs. And he's just like, that's for Dom. You and he starts swearing at her. And he's like, and every other gear you've ever killed. Um, And it's just so brutal. And you're like, oh, it's so good. You're like, oh yeah. yeah. It says Marcus uh. Marcus received the knife from Dom before Dom died. When he stabs Queen Mira, he tells her that this was from Dom. Yeah, I it's so good, dude. Just and you're like, ooh, ooh, got her. Yeah, All right. Love it. Question number nine. What was the name of Marcus's father? It'd be Adam Phoenix. That is correct. Adam Phoenix was a professor and former gear. Long thought to be dead, he found a way to stop and destroy the Lambent and the Locusts. He had nothing to test his works on, so he tested them on himself, which caused him to die. <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate. The funny thing about Gears is it shows that even though he was a former Gear himself, he stops doing that and he becomes a scientist, but he's still, like, jacked out of his mind. So he's either A, muscular. He's, like, he's still working out all the time, or B, you're just like that forever. Like, regardless yeah. if you stop working out, you're just like, I just, like, underneath, you'd see, like, his lab coat, and you're like, dude, you're jacked. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, question number 10. The original Gears of War ended on a boat. True or false? False. It ended on a train. That's right. Gears of War ended on a train used to transport the light mass bomb. After killing Rom, Marcus activates the light mass bomb and jumps into a helicopter. The train crashes into locust tunnels. The light mass bomb explodes, killing most of the locusts. <laughs> I As love the, jumps, the, yeah. the person, the way they wrote, wrote these things. Okay. Question yeah. number 13. What is the maximum level you can reach in multiplayer of the original oh. Gears of War? Oh no, here we go. This is where I would start to fail. Uh, maximum level? 99. What are my options? Is 99 one of them? Here are the options. 100? No levels. 50? Or 10? 50. The answer is no levels. Oh, it had no levels. Dang. There were no I'm multiplayer level uh, levels. Multiplayer levels in the original Gears of War. Multiplayer levels were introduced in Gears of War 2, where the maximum level was 100. E, there we go. I'm not completely nuts. But I also said 50, so what do I know? Question 14. One reason Dom joined the army was to look for his missing wife, Maria. After he found her, what does he do? 
Unfortunately, spoiler alert, he takes that Boltock pistol we were talking about earlier and he kills her. Oh my god, why would he do that? That's mean. So, I don't know if you remember in Gears 2, when you first find her, find Maria, she's in one of those torture pods. And mm-hmm. she comes out of it, and Dom sees her as, like, she used to look like she was healthy and happy, and there's, like, a light behind her. And when you pan around and you finally see that she looks like she's this emaciated husk of a person who's barely alive, like, Marcus kind of gives him the bull talk, and he, like, walks away, and you just hear, like, a shot later on. Um, he puts her out of her misery. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that means that, like, Dom just has, like, this... He's not, like, a crazy person who tries to die all the time after that, but he's just a changed man. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, okay, question number 15. Uh, these Gears of War games, they're so uplifting, aren't they? Very. <laughs> number 15, Ty Kaliso, a character from Gears of War 2, also gets captured by Locust Troops after fighting with Scourge. What happens when Delta Squad finds him? Fortunately, Ty Kaliso takes a Nasher shotgun that they give him, and he shoots himself in the head. With so he commits suicide? That's correct. Wow, that is true. He was a tough soldier. He's a tough soldier. That's what it Very says here. Ty Kaliso was a tough soldier. He attacked Scourge himself to rescue Dizzy. After this fight, he was captured, but later found... By Delta. His torture injuries were so bad, he de- decided to commit suicide. <laughs> uh, okay, that's one way to put it. But Yeah, you- it was basically a way to show that Scourge was actually, like, really formidable. Because Ty, like, early in the game, he, like, comes out of, like, a building that explodes, and he's totally fine. And you're like, wow, that Ty guy is super tough. And then later on, he's, like, been tortured so badly, he just kills himself. And you're like, whoa, not Ty! Well, Jimmy, you only missed one question. You are a Gears of War expert. Nice. Uh, would, would I have been a Gears of War master had I gotten all of them? Could I have been the master? Yes. The master. Dang it. Curse you multiplayer and your tricks. Um, <laughs> like, l- did me. you even play Gears of War multiplayer? Was it fun? I played a, I played a little bit of it. Uh, and I know it's not just this, but a lot of it to me, like the best people were the ones who could dash between cover with a shotgun and just get up right out in your face and just one shot you. Uh, That's what it felt like a lot to me. Uh, I played a little bit of even Gears 5 multiplayer, but, um, yeah, I was also, I was more of a horde guy. I used to play it with my sisters, believe it or not, who didn't really play a lot of video games and they got really into it and we just really enjoyed it. Gears nights with pizza and stuff and family that slays together stays together. I stay when- when I got the Xbox 360, it was a gift from my friend Will, and oh. I got it with uh, it was the Halo 3 ed- edition. So I had Halo oh. 3. So I, you know, I had a PS2, and I wasn't used to multiplayer at all. I played games by myself, and so he was like, "Hey, let's let's play some Halo 3 together." So it was. Uh, him and I and this other guy, Brock, we were playing, you know, three people at once playing Halo. And I was like, this is amazing. This is so crazy. We yeah, can right? talk to each other and stuff. And it wasn't long after that, like he mailed me Gears of War, the first Gears of War. And, uh, I was just the graphics in that first Gears of War were just unbelievable on the 360. Yeah. And, uh, I remember my 360 kept like freezing up. Like I would, the screen would just, 
freeze up and I'd be like, I, I, I can't play. Hello. Are you there? Are you there? And I'd have to reboot it. And he was oh, like, wow. where are you keeping your 360? And I was like, it's in my entertainment center. And he goes, you need that thing to breathe, man. Get it out <laughs> of that little hole. So I put it like on top of the entertainment center and it stopped heating up and freezing up. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I tell people it's like the first time I saw Super Mario 64, the jump from 2D to 3D. And then Gears of War was the j- jump from like standard def to high def. And I remember thinking like, yeah. oh, my gosh, what is this? It was such so a good cool. time, man. Good time, man. Totally. Jimmy, thank you so much for joining us for the first episode of Video Game Landfill or VGL. Ooh, yes. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Viggle was a lot of fun. <laughs> Always is, to our knowledge. It's a lot of fun just, you know, sitting around talking about video games. And I can't wait to uh, talk about what happens next week at the uh, Mi- Microsoft Xbox Developer Direct. You know, I I was going to say this. I was pretty bummed about all the layoffs that just happened at Microsoft. Mm. And part of me was like, do I even want to talk about video games? Because I have a lot of empathy for people who lose their job and stuff. And uh, I thought, you know what? Let's just talk about stuff we enjoy and let's just have some fun. And uh, we want to uplift people and hope all those people find better jobs, new chapters in their lives, go to work for other video game companies and stuff like that. And Cause I know not everybody was involved in video games. It was Microsoft people doing other things, but I hope all those people find work and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. And I think they will because they're all really talented people. So I think no matter what, they'll find something. And Jimmy, I'd like you to tell everyone about yourself. Who are you and where do you come from? Okay. Um, my, my name is Jimmy Good. It really is my last name. I come from the great land of Minnesota. Um, sorry. Uh, <laughs> but now I'm living over in California and I am an actor. I've done commercials. I've done extra work. I've done a bunch of different things, but I also vlog and stuff in the theme parks around here, Universal Disneyland, all that stuff. So I have a YouTube channel as well with my name, Jimmy Good. Uh, so if you want to follow me, you can go check that stuff out if that is of any interest to you. And I used to do a, a weekly podcast that I'm going to try to get back into. It's probably not going to be weekly. Uh, Jason, you've inspired me. And it's just one of those things, man. Podcasting is a lot. It's a lot of stuff. And I like you've done more than me, I think. But I was just about to hit 300 episodes. So I have a lot of backlog of video game chatter on there. And also, I stream on Twitch as well. Uh, Twitch.tv slash good. So if you want to see me or hear me anymore... And go check that stuff out. But, uh, yeah, I just appreciate anybody listening to, to this at all. It's just so cool to get to be here and hang out on this maiden voyage, as I said. And most recently, you've done videos where you visited the Super Nintendo World, right? Yes. Yeah. I have no so idea any... if it's called Mario World or Nintendo World or what. What's it it's called? Nintendo World. Here's the funny thing. Now that you bring <laughs> that up, it's Nintendo World, but like... I think there's only one place where you can like spot a Pikmin, but it's through like a spyglass situation. It's just Mario stuff right now. So it's basically Mario world. But yeah, so if you have any interest in seeing what like a Mario Kart ride looks like, then on it, I filmed it, the one here in Hollywood. They do have one in Japan as well that's a little more extensive than the one they have here. But it's really cool to go be there and go like eat at the Toadstool Cafe where they have some actually like legit really good food that's awesome 
yeah, it was really fun, and people are really excited about it, and they're having such a good time, and it's just fun to be there. So, yeah, if you want to see any of that stuff, uh, you can go check out the channel. And, yeah, that actually, that video did pretty well. I was there for the technical rehearsals. It will formally be opening in, like, mid-February, but right now they were doing a little bit of, like, preview stuff that I got to go check out, which was really, really cool. That's awesome. And uh, when the Mario movie comes out, you know, I'm sure that'll be a huge thing there, but... It'll it'll be cool when they get like a Metroid ride or something like that. <laughs> Dude, that would be great. Uh I don't know if they have the space for a Metroid ride, but uh, I like your thinking. I really do. And who knows, you know, the sky's the limits. First a big video game thing we're getting here in the states to this level uh in a theme park. So, who knows what they're going to do next. All I know is that over in Orlando, they're doing this plus some Donkey Kong stuff. So, look for a Donkey Kong country roller coaster eventually cool a yeah, luigi's right? mansion haunted house for halloween dude that'd be so cool there may or may not be a little hint to luigi's mansion in the mario kart stuff uh so yeah, check the video you can see a little bit of that awesome everybody check that out and everyone thank you if you're listening to this first episode and uh consistency is key with podcasts so got to keep doing them Hopefully you'll tune into the next one and uh, hear us talk more about video games. Jimmy, thank you so much for joining me. Yes, thank you. And thank you again for everybody listening. Appreciate it. Like, subscribe, and share. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Everyone always says, smash that like button. Don't smash it. What did the like button ever do to us? Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> what are you waiting for? Get out there, play some more video games, and we'll see you next time. Game over. Now this is podcasting. <laughs> <laughs>